0: Welcome back to the latest season of Please Ask Mickey, a podcast where we talk about the real shit when it comes to being a woman. So last season we spoke all about birth, which was it was such an incredible season, and I learned so much from it. Uh, there were so many amazing women who shared incredible stories and insights, and just it, it was so. It was so empowering and so insightful. And if you haven't listened to it, make sure you go back and check it out now. Um, And if you have listened to it, well, then you're right on fucking track. Uh, So this season is going to be all about women who inspire me. Um, And there are many, so many women who inspire me. But I've really got picked some incredible guests. Picked. (laughs) Picked. I'm like, I just went to my phone book and just picked out all the famous people. No, I was I have been able to get some incredible guests on and I think that we have so much to learn from all of these women. And it doesn't matter whether they've got a trillion followers or, you know, a famous Z-grade famous, Z-grade famous, whatever it is, or whether they're just like someone I know in my life who inspires me. All of these women have something incredible to teach us all. So I can't wait for you to enjoy this season with me. It's been really fun to record. So our first guest um, who is going to be on today is Bron. A lot of you know her as Everyday FIFO Wife. Um, If you're not following her, make sure that you are. She has unapologetically and openly shared her experience um, with trying to fall pregnant. TTC, which was a thing that I had never knew as an acronym. I didn't know what TTC meant, and it meant trying to conceive. And her TTC journey uh, became an IVF journey, really just (laughs) transformed acronyms. Um, And it's something that she has shared with all of us um, and me personally as as a personal friend something that I never knew anything about. I never knew anything about IVF. I understood the basis, like the basics of it. But having gone through this journey with Bron um has really opened my eyes to how unique an experience it is and how little we know about the experience. So on today's episode we Really, we talk so deep. She gives us the details of it. And like, Bronda does, she does not hold back. So everything you've ever wanted to know about IVF, you will find out. And if you've experienced IVF before, um, I'm sure this episode will really resonate with you. We talk about the emotional side of it as well. We talk about the ups and the downs and the miscarriages and the 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 pregnancy tests that constantly showing up a negative sign and how that affects someone. We also go into discussing, you know, the spiritual side of it all and and what this journey has looked like for Brom. Um, So, yeah, if this is – if you are someone who has been through IVF or are going through IVF, this will really resonate with you this episode. You'll probably really – I hope you feel heard. I hope you feel – Understood. And if you don't know anything about IVF, then you really need to listen to this episode because, as I talk about all the time, the more we know, the more compassion that we can have f- for others. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Bron's amazing um, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome back to a new season of Please Ask Mickey. Um, We've all been on Christmas holidays, at least I have. You might be watching, listening to this 10 years from now. So this is like past me talking to you or future, no, past me. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, Welcome to the newest season. So we're talking, this whole season is all about women who inspire me, Because I love women. I'm obsessed with them. I don't want to fuck them. I just really think that they're so fucking amazing. And why not have an entire season about them? I know personally so many incredible women. And I really just wanted the opportunity to get them on. And then also try and get um, famous bitches on as well, Um, obviously. So last season we spoke about birth. Um, If you haven't caught up, I would recommend probably listening to this chronologically and just catch up on that shit. But if you don't give a fuck about birth, just fuck that shit right off and you just start listening right now. Um, You're in at the right time. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking shit and welcome our first guest for the season, my beautiful, amazing friend, Bron. You know her probably as the everyday FIFO wife. She shares fucking everything. She is all about oversharing and sharing her IVF journey. Um, and she told me a thing to say, but I've already forgotten it. So I'll let her say <laughs> what she,
1: what did you tell me? Now you're making me go blank. Um, oh my God, now I'm blank.
0: Anyway, she told me something that was really good, but we both <laughs> forgot it. <laughs>
1: Off to a great start. To yeah. a great if
0: you start. remember it later, yeah. let everyone know. I can't even remember what it was about. Sharing openly is my therapy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Just came to me. I feel like that's people are starting to recognise that as a therapy. Mm. Being real and like sharing their story yep. and realizing. That is so healing. Like that's not, oh my God. So many people are going through so many different
1: things. Mm -hmm. And once you open it up, it gives you the opportunity to talk to someone that might be also going through the same thing.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, it gives, and it almost gives other people permission to be real and share as well. Absolutely. Which we've spoken about heaps on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Again, Mm -hmm. if you haven't listened to this chronologically, you wouldn't (laughs) fucking know. But (laughs) for everyone who has. So Ron has been very open with us about her, um, especially her journey trying to conceive, mm-hmm. um, and recently-ish, IVF yeah. as well. Um, and it has been a fucking journey. Mm-hmm. I personally knew nothing about IVF. I, on a, You were to always saying TTC to me and I always (laughs) pretended I knew what you were talking about. (laughs) Trying to conceive. Yeah, trying to conceive. So I had no fucking clue what that meant. For ages I was just like, ah, okay. Um, And then eventually one day I Googled it because I was like, you need to know what Bron's talking about. (laughs) And I couldn't believe it. Um, So there's like a pretty much like a whole world of women Mm. Really, isn't there? Yeah. Like a whole yeah. community.
1: Yeah. I knew nothing about IVF until I had to start as well. So like I'm going through it just like everybody else is watching me really. Um, I never thought I'd have to go through this because I already have two children, but it just so happens that that's just the way it is at the moment. So yeah, trying to conceive for over, well, sorry, four four years in Feb and we've been doing IVF since June 2019. So, yeah wow yeah
0: um, and because so your boys they are how old so my youngest
1: is five in a couple of months and then my oldest is seven this year
0: and like you obviously fell pregnant with them no worries no oh, issues just so slipped easy. and yeah. out they came <laughs> basically
1: <laughs> basically ray was first time Ray, he was conceived the day we got engaged, and it was all on purpose. Like we, we made a plan to just basically have sex all day long, and we did. Oh my god, then, really? Yeah, legs up in the hotel room. Um, keeping my legs up afterwards, not whilst we're having sex. Just saying.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I'm like, whatever, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we were having conversations about this on the way, but we were talking about bum sex instead. Yeah, oh. I'm making Bron sweaty. I
1: know, I'm so fucking hot. The reason why I'm so hot is because I've got so much hormone drugs pumping through my system at the moment. I had an embryo transfer two days ago and, oh, I feel like I'm going through menopause,
0: seriously. (laughs) Bron keeps going. She's like. Oh my god, are you hot? And I'm like, no, I'm not. There's something wrong with you. No, I'm not hot.
1: Death set I'm just sweating, just sweating, yeah. just full sweating. Yeah, I got my shoes off and everything, just really making myself at home. Really.
0: <laughs> Maybe I should have made it even colder in yeah, here. Yeah, you should have. Then I'd be fucking freezing. <laughs> oh, well, I'm up here for a- sweating. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so boys, fell pregnant really easily. Yeah, really just easy. like went at it all day and put your legs up against a wall. <laughs> I didn't yes. know that was a thing until I saw Kim really? Kardashian do it
1: yeah yeah well I told I was told that that was a thing that you do but hasn't really been successful this time around and as well like obviously we've tried to figure out what all the causes are, and there's been so many so many reasons that you know come into consideration for secondary infertility um Fortunately, Tony's not the issue here, which is pretty bloody stoked about it, but it all really comes down to me. So PCLS, oh. the FIFO roster, which sucks, thyroid, oh, you name it, I've probably got it. Like it, it's just like a never ending list of uh, things.
0: And they're things that like people who have them can It's not something that is like, if you've got a thyroid issue, you can't fall pregnant. If you've got PCOS, you can't fall pregnant.
1: Yeah, you can definitely fall pregnant with those things.
0: But it's just like, there's also, it makes it harder. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, and especially because of our
1: FIFO roster. So with PCOS, you don't ovulate regularly. And then if you're trying to put in like a cycle plan on a FIFO roster, it's basically impossible. And look, with the boys, we were doing a four and one roster. Um by the way, whoever doesn't know what FIFO means, it's fly in, fly out. I get oh, asked yes. that question all the time. Oh my God. Yeah, we're yes. being
0: those people that just like throw an acronyms out, <laughs> like we're fucking 15 or yeah. something and people like, I don't know what that fucking means.
1: So FIFO is fly in, fly out. We've been doing um, the minor FIFO life for... Eight years now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. We started off doing four weeks away, one week home. And over time, it's just gotten less. So now we do a two-in-one roster. But when the boys were conceived, we were doing 4 and ones So it's just, I don't know why it's happened. It's just happening. And I don't know. I always feel like I've had to go through this experience. I don't know why yet, but I'm still trying to figure it out. Well,
0: you know? we've discussed that, haven't we, before, mm. how it's like... If you hadn't gone through this, well, if you hadn't gone through this experience, would you be the everyday FIFO wife? Would you be this person that has been an advocate for all of these women or been an inspiration for a lot of women and and not even just women that are going through IVF and are looking for someone to be a voice mm-hmm. for them and to... Um, have compassion for them, all that kind of thing, yeah. understand what they're fucking going through because oh, God, yeah. it's one of those things you cannot understand, I um, can imagine, until you've gone through it. It's oh, like being a mom, absolutely. you know? like
1: Oh, for sure. Before I went through IVF, I had no idea. Like, mm. I thought going through IVF was easier than having sex to have a baby. I seriously did. Really? I thought it was easier. Yeah. And that was just so narrow-minded of me. I had no idea because I'd never been exposed to it. I never looked into it because I never had to. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't until I did look into it, it's fucking crazy. Like, it is so involved. And I remember someone messaged me the other day on Instagram and said, it looks like it's a really quick process. And... Obviously, on social media, it makes it look really quick, but it is such a time-consuming yeah. um, experience. Like, especially even before you start IVF, like there's so much involved with it. But I've learned so much. I've met so many beautiful people, and I'm. I think I'm a more. I think I have more um, gratitude mm. for so many different things because of this experience and just appreciation for the women that
0: have to go through it. Yeah. And you'd be mm-hmm. so compassionate of those women that oh, have gone through it and God, have such yeah. a, like, another level of understanding. Yeah. And I think there are some people in this world who are voices, like, you know, your your, your role here on this earth. And, like, you say mm-hmm. this, you've always been an overshare. You're so happy just to be, like, balls and all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This
0: is who care. I am. Yeah, yeah. totally. Which <laughs> that's why we get along so well is because yeah. – There just ain't nothing not on the table. Yeah. Um, I love it.
1: I don't know why I love oversharing. Yes. Everyone knows everything about me and
0: I froth on a day. Well, then it's like there's nothing to hide. Exactly, No one can get at you if you... That's like, no shame with me. Oh, yeah. None. It's like try and be a bitch to me because I've already <laughs> said it.
1: Exactly. There's nothing exactly. that you could possibly
0: bring up. I know. I talk about my vagina regularly on Instagram as well. So there's really no shame. Well, same, but the, I don't really have any reason to... <laughs> You deserve the fun. I, I just do it because just for fun. Yeah. Um. Um. So take us through. When did you make the decision to go from TTC, mm-hmm. just normal like old school, dick and gianty way, yeah. Yeah. to legs up on the wall, <laughs> to going. Let's have a crack at IVF.
1: Yeah. So we would try and conceive for a year before I made a call to go see a doctor. And that's Mm. just because I put it down to the FIFO roster, really. I thought, well, shit timing. Yeah. Nothing's really happening. Our boys, were conceived so early. So the reason why I went after a year is because um, my husband's cousin's wife. um, Jesus. Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Husband's cousin's wife. No, husband. Fuck. My husband's cousins, sorry, had been trying to conceive for two years and they had no cause, like they had no reason why they weren't falling pregnant. And I said to them, like, have you gone to the doctor yet? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. And I remember getting back in the car on the way home and I said to Tony, how can you not go to a doctor after two years and not know why you're not falling pregnant? Mm. And then I was like, hang on a sec, we've been trying for a year, maybe we should look into it too. And that was the first step to see what was going on and it was basically just a GP's... Appointment and he told me to lose 10% body weight, eat better, mm. exercise, mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then from there, I ended up going to my first um, obstetrician who I don't longer go to anymore. Um, and I was on letro- letrozole for six months, which is basically like a clomid from my understanding. Um, it just induces ovulation because I do have PCOS. Um, ovulation isn't regular. regular. Yeah. yeah. It's not regular with me. Um so then we did that and then we gave it a break because Lechazol just really fucked with me personally. It was just uh, hormones and all that kind of stuff. It just, well, you see me. I'm a sweaty bitch at the moment. Like it's just, it's But you on.
0: look amazing. Yeah, I'm glowing. I was going to say you're <laughs> glowing. <laughs> I don't I'm know if it's the sweat and the light, <laughs> the lighting in here, but <laughs> either way. i sparkling. It's got a really nice glow <laughs> about you. <laughs> um, and then from there, um, it
1: wasn't until the end of 2018 I was like, "Fuck it, let's just try RVF" because it was suggested to us. Yeah. Um, first of all, we were going to do an IUI, which is where they put the sperm in the rod, put it into your uterus through your cervix, into your uterus through your cervix, obviously, and squirt the um, sperm oh, in there. Oh, like turkey based baster.
0: Basically, yes. Basically, oh, like
1: that. Oh Yeah. Um, the reason why we didn't go through that way is because it wasn't as a higher. Um, success rate for my liking, but also mm. because Australia has bulk build IVF, we were going to be, it was going to be like a $200 difference for us. So I was like, you know what, let's just do IVF. Mm. Little did I know that it would take this long, but that's, yeah, that's how it started.
0: Do you ever have moments where you wish that you did that first? Oh, 100%. I say that so
1: often. Okay. I wish after a year we tried.
0: Yeah. After a year of trying that I went
1: to an obstetrician straight away. Yeah, I really wish I did because, so the reason why we wanted kids so close and why we've been trying for so long is with Ray, um, I fell pregnant with Mac when Ray was 11 months old. And so we started trying when Mac was 11 months old because we wanted them very close in age. Yeah. Wow. So God. that's why, like I've had some people say to me, oh, but your youngest is like five. And I was like, yeah, because we've been trying since he was under one. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I wish I did something earlier. I do. And do you wish you did the IUI? No. Or just went straight to IVF? Yeah, just went straight to IVF. Um,
1: there's so many reasons for secondary infertility. And because I had a cesarean with my first son, I don't know whether it's the moving of the organs or even with my second son where I had a third degree tear and a prolapse, all that stuff just being moved all around because only in the last 24 hours have people been giving me information about it. Um
0: if that could also be a reason, I don't know. It's just they're not getting up there. (laughs) So that's so true. I mean, even when I did the episode with our good friend Sheridan Mm. and she was like, who's a nutritionist, um, and just a bit of a backstory, she had an emergency Mm C-section and um, she just never, ever, ever expected it. But she was basically explaining how, like, You never think about this, even regardless of whether you have a C-section or whether you have a regular birth, your organs are literally like fucking everywhere. Mm. Like when you have a C-section, they like pull it out and your like intestines are sitting on the table next to you. And then they like, you know, put all that shit back in. Mm. And then when you're pregnant, they're all squished up in your fucking rib cage and all sorts of shit. Like who knows where your stomach lives now? And so... (laughs) There must be, like, we never think about the implications Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. So it could literally be, like, something so not obvious that they can say, like, Mm -hmm. it's this, there's no definitive answer, which Mm -hmm. is probably the most annoying and frustrating thing about it all. Unexplained infertility. It's a very common thing. And so when I was
1: saying secondary infertility, uh, from my understanding is it's just as common, if not more common, than trying to conceive before having a baby, mm. any children, um, because of those factors. So, lifestyle changes. Also, a massive factor for men is low sperm count, being exposed to um, hotter heats in their ball bag area and especially miners as well because they're exposed to such high temperatures that can be a cause too what
0: so, yeah so there's just so many
1: reasons so many reasons
0: oh my god from now on if it's a really hot day i'll be like baby got to come on that's why they talk
1: about undies and john un- Undies and boxes. How men are meant to wear what? boxes.
0: Yeah. I don't know this. I don't really? know much about balls. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> to be honest, oh, it's been my life for the last four years. Yeah. Seriously.
0: <laughs> I'm only just getting introduced, like being introduced to like the ball sack, like just the <laughs> boy life, dick life. Like, oh yeah, Marley, <laughs> Marley playing with his fucking franga, like constantly. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I'm like. Just yeah. let go of it mm-hmm. for five seconds. Yeah. But I get it. I can mm-hmm. imagine if I had a dick, I would want to play with it all the time. Well, it's like your boobs, you know. I'm sure you touch your boobs, don't you? Oh, I wish my boobs would fuck off, to be honest. <laughs> 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 I just have to roll mine back up. And oh, That's exactly day. why I yeah. want them to fuck off people who are like, you know, want to get boob jobs and stuff. I'm like... What? Yeah. I'm like, oh God, mine literally are so fucking rank. I have to properly, they're like sleeping bags. Yeah, no, I can pull mine up with just like the skin. Look. Yeah. Oh, same. We yeah. can play this like game where Maybe we just game. lift over. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> and I can lie on my back and then feed Marley on the side. Oh yeah, same. They like, I have to pull them out from under my armpits. Yeah, I could do that when I was breastfeeding the boys. I oh. just
1: throw one over my shoulder and I'm
0: like, catch it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> like another country, you can still yeah. get them. Anyway, so boobs are fucked, but yeah. um, so I yeah, I did not know that about mm, balls. Yeah, oh. yeah, and then obviously the older you get, the um,
1: the quality of your eggs decrease and all that kind of stuff. So there's so many factors for you know infertility in general, and then secondary infertility, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just a-
0: the other thing that blows my mind is there's so many factors for infertility, mm-hmm. but then. Like, and it's, and it's one of those things It could be anything or it could be, you know, and then on the other end of the spectrum, there's the people who, and I feel like just about oh, so many women these days are told you can't have, you won't be able to have children or mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard for you to have children because mm-hmm. our hormones have just been completely fucked by pills oh, and absolutely perfumes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So many different factors. Cause I know for me, I was told like, there'd be no way that I'd be able to have kids mm-hmm. and yet. I actually fell pregnant twice quite easily and very surprisingly mm. for that reason. And yep. it's like, so is there something else that isn't um, really just like treading lightly here? Go for it. That isn't body related? Oh. Do you know what I mean? We've spoken about this. Yeah. Like, is it something, is it like a spiritual thing? Is it like yeah. part of our journey? Yep. Is it something that we have to overcome? Because I've yep. spoken about how... Um, because I've only got one fallopian tube, and oh, everything else got mm-hmm. fucked up pretty hard. Yeah, and um, and I had endometriosis and everything else as well. And I was told, yeah, no way, Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a psychic, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Your uterus is black." She's like, "You." Um, straight away I saw, her and she goes, "There's a little girl that wants to come into your life, but you don't think you can have her." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You witch." <laughs> And she did all this healing on my Mm -hmm. womb space Mm -hmm. and she was like, it's just black and did all this like healing back to like fucking, I don't know, like past lives and shit. Mm -hmm. And I fell pregnant a month later, Mm -hmm. which was just so wild. And even the doctors were like, what the fuck? I went in and I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And the doctor was like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way. I think you've just got a gallstone.
1: (laughs) No, I totally believe in this. And are we talking about the same person that did your-
0: Oh, no, that's another, that's oh, like someone else okay. entirely. But yep. yeah, like same thing. You yeah. know me, I see every kooky motherfucker I can find <laughs> under the sun. I love that shit.
1: So Michaela introduced me to her friend Kat, who um, I had a couple of spirits walking around my house for a while there <laughs> after I recently moved into it and like- legitimate. There was someone walking around my house. I put it on my Instagram stories and you could hear the footsteps. You could see my dog looking at something. Oh my God. And I felt like a fucking psycho. Like, here I am telling all these people, oh my God, there's someone walking through my house. (laughs) And I was like, are you sure it's just not like a possum on your roof? I'm like, no. Like, there is someone taking footsteps. Oh, everyone tried to think it was something that it wasn't. But anyway... Cat came in and got rid of the spirits in my house. Then only just recently, and they and that you haven't heard from no, them since yet. No, which is just blows my mind. Yeah. Um. And then probably like two weeks ago, right before I had my egg retrieval, I had Reiki done, and she did my chakra and in my um oh, sacral is sacral. Yeah, I always mm. that name. It was very blocked, she said, and she did a lot of work on that area um, and just tried to release all the tension. Um, Then also we talked about past lives and how I have a baby spirit that's waiting, but is just scared because, um, well, one of the reasons was because my husband works FIFO, um, Kat asked me if I feel like I'm at home when he's away. And I was like, oh, no, not really. Like when Tony's home, I feel more at home. Mm. Um, and she said, well, your spirit baby sees that and feels that and is scared that it's not going to feel at home and all that kind of stuff. And there were so many other reasons I could go on for ages about it. But it was just such a release and relief Um To know that there is that baby there, but it was for more spiritual reasons that it wasn't coming to me just yet. It wasn't like your body doing something. Yeah. Because And the best thing that Kat explained to me, she's like, you know, on both shoulders, you've got your IVF and you've got all the medical clinical terms and procedures. But then on your other shoulder, you've got your spiritual... Side as mm. well, and you need to balance them both yes. out. You just can't be all one. Yeah, um, yes. You can do everything that they tell you to do, mm-hmm. but if you don't truly believe it, and if you don't work on your own spirituality, you do, you're uneven. You're not balanced. And actually, we did a tarot deck straight after. You got goosebumps.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> straight after we did my session, I was balling my eyes out. Honestly. You know, I love this. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I was balling my eyes out, and I just. Yeah, it was so surreal. The things that she was saying were just, yeah, goosebumps, tears, the lot. Um, at the very end of the session, we did a tarot deck and I pulled out a card that was a lady with two
0: lotuses on her shoulder. Oh my God.
1: Each. And it was basically saying exactly that. Like, you need to, oops, sorry, you need to balance.
0: <laughs> Bron just apologized to the to microphone. <laughs> Sorry, that's what that was. That wasn't anything. That, that was the microphone that she apologized to. I don't think you heard it too. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's so fluffy too. Um,
1: so yeah, just being balanced and just like starting IVF, I wish I did this Reiki like four years ago, you know, like I used to be mm. such a spiritually connected person and I had totally lost it over these years because I've been told that this is how you should fall pregnant. Yeah. This yeah. is what you have to take. This is what you have to do. And I've been so, I've just been like a walking calendar. Yeah. And that's yeah. It. And I'm just so programmed to, okay, this is what I have to do next, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I haven't given myself the chance to relax in the process, if that mm. makes sense. Like spiritually relax in the process and um, and then process The process, you know, like, yeah, totally. So I'm so glad I did it because I have such a different outlook on it as well. Um, and it's crazy because this transfer, so I just had an embryo transfer two days ago. I had a three day embryo transfer. Um,
0: and and, sorry, just stop you there. We will, we're going to go back and you'll find out what all this shit means. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So So yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, and even coming out of my transfer, I feel so light. Like I don't Mm. feel like I'm weighing down on, not that I'm not hopeful, yeah, but I'm not dreading if it doesn't work. Does Mm. that make sense? Like I'm like at peace with it already. So yeah, it's weird.
0: Like at peace with the journey sort of thing. At
1: peace with the process. Yeah. So like if it doesn't happen this time, I'm not, I don't know, I'll be upset of course, but yeah, you're only fucking human. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like looking straight now. And I'm not looking side to side and like for answers in that area, like why me kind of thing. Mm. It's just like, well, this is what's obviously meant to happen. And I just learning from each experience now.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And I love like what Kat was saying about the balance. Cause Mm. like, um, I, I've personally known Kat for a really long time and I know her and I have figured out that journey together of like that balance of, I mean, it's like it's like the modern medicine world with the natural medicine world, you know, and how just being able to merge those two things and not being just one way or the other and, like, obviously not sitting there telling someone who's, like, going through IVF, like, fuck it all off and just talk <laughs> to your spirit guides and tell them to put a baby in you, you yeah. know. But that, yeah. like, being able to pro- process both at the same time and, like, mm-hmm. being able to... I guess you can't even really... Fully believe or, or know that, like believe in the process if mm. you are so, I don't know what I'm even saying now, but if you're so in the process. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I've just, I can see it from afar now. Like I can see it mm. all laid out. It's yeah. not just narrow minded and yeah. only got one goal. Like I'm just opening
0: myself up to everything. I love that. Mm. And I mean, it's obviously supposed to have been part of your journey because, Mm. I mean, I've known you for a little while now and you just have, like, your career is flourishing, your Mm. everything, like, by you sharing your story and by um, helping other people on their Mm. journey, you have, well, you've helped so many women and men Mm. understand, like, so much. And so, yeah, I mean... It's crazy, isn't it? I've always felt like I've had to go through things to understand them firsthand.
1: And that even comes down to my anxieties. Mm -hmm. I remember before I had anxiety, I was very narrow-minded and I was like, oh, it's just all in your head. Yeah. Just get over it. You know, like distract yourself. I had no fucking idea how hard it was until I was smacked in the face with agoraphobia or agoraphobia, agoraphobia, (laughs) which is fear of crowds. Um, yeah, and,
0: and like I, leaving the house and stuff. Yep, absolutely. Weird that you say that. My t- my sister used that word yesterday and told mm. me what it meant. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it was full on. It happened to me at a Melbourne Cup day.
1: Mm. And
0: yeah, so anyway,
1: I've always felt like in my life I have to go through these experiences to truly understand them and appreciate them as well at the same time. Um, it just so happens that it sucks having anxiety and it sucks having infertility, but...
0: I'm kind of thankful in another way too. I guess it's like someone, if you, if someone went through nothing in their life Mm -hmm. and then they sat there and tried to tell you something, you know, they tried to understand what you were going through or like the, I think it was, it's Tony Robbins that talks about like the people who have been through the most are the people who have the most to give because their level of compassion is like just Beyond. Yeah. like I love
1: that guy. Oh, same Oh, oh my God. So much. (laughs) (laughs) But what was I going to say? Oh, I just totally lost it. It was just about my experiences. I'm a stronger person for it. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm a stronger person for it because I have gone through so much. Like even coming here today, I had my brother drive me to Michaela's house because, um, Highways scare the fuck out of me, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, city tunnels scare the fuck out of me, but it wasn't going to stop me from coming here today, but it still (laughs) gives me so much anxiety. Um, and it's around me all the time. I try to avoid certain things, but you know, I can't just bottle myself up and not do anything. So.
0: I love that. And I love Mm. that perspective. And that's Mm. why, that's another reason why I think you are the perfect person to no, I don't want to say that, but you know, not going through it because that's yeah. fucked. It's not fair. Yeah. But you are like, even when you miscarried and mm. you still were like, like, oh my God, I was fucking distraught mm. for you. Yeah. And I, I was like, how on earth can she even go on? You know what I mean? Oh, and yet you still so were just crazy. like.
1: Well, it was, it's funny because the fertility nurses offered me counselling. And look, I had a good three days where I just stayed in the house. I didn't do anything. I
0: cried. I was hating on the world. So, sorry. Let's actually, let's rewind a bit. Yeah. We'll come back to that. I'm going to make a note of it. So we do. Mm -hmm. But let's actually explain your journey Mm -hmm. because for people that aren't following your journey so far, they're going to be like, okay, cool. (laughs) 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 So... Let's um, let's go back to the start. Tell us about IVF. How tell it us. Started. Tell us how it started and tell us all those terms that we don't understand. Tell us what <laughs> it's really like. Yeah. Tell us what it's, it, Tell us that it's not easier than just having sex. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we when we started, we decided we were going to do bulk build IVF,, yeah. which is where Medicare helps out with. Um, the payments, which is amazing. Yeah, cause because it's so expensive. IVF is so fucking expensive. And, you know, I truly believe Australia is one of the cheaper ones as well. So, like, even then, people pay. I had a lady talk to me last night and said she's paid $80,000 <gasps> for IVF. People get mortgages, like, out on these things. It's insane. It's oh. insane. Um, so the first cycle we had to do, which actually... My transfer was on my birthday. So we started in June. No, July. July. <laughs> When's my birthday? <laughs> um, and we started with a stim cycle. So stim is stimulation cycle. So that's where you have to use the injections in your belly. And what the injections are for are to produce follicles on your ovaries. And inside the follicles are your eggs. Yeah. So I was on a nasal spray at that point and I was on injections too, Um, then I had my egg retrieval, which then we got 12 eggs and then over the following between three and five days, um, my eggs were monitored. Tomorrow, actually, I find out how many I got to freeze for my Mm. cycle this time. So I'm really excited to see how many I've got. Um, and from that batch, we got one three day embryo, which we implanted three days after egg retrieval. Um, and then we got one five-day frozen. So they won't freeze until the embryo has grown to five days.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So when our IVF is just basically get the egg, get the sperm, put them in a tray and let them go to town. Yeah. So our IVF isn't um, where they inject the sperm into the egg that's another type of um, IVF uh-huh. and that's a, usually for people that have like a lower sperm count or they're just a bit slow. So they inject it into the egg. So oh you kind of like beat that process of waiting for the sperm to go inside the egg like ours. Yeah. Do
0: you know how long it t- like, do they like dim the lights and like make it all moody <laughs> for them?
1: <laughs> oh God, I hope so. My <laughs> poor little eggy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hope they have a good
1: experience. <laughs> Here's a fun fact for you. I never knew this, but when a man ejaculates, it's expected to have 20 million sperm. Oh, crazy,
0: eh? So many, <laughs> so many. Imagine how many wasted sperm there are oh. floating around the world. Oh God, yeah, God, yeah. Um, all well, those sperm that we topic. spat down the sink. <laughs> <thing. Stop. laughs> I can't believe you even tried to put it in your mouth. (laughs) Back in my day. Not anymore.
1: And so then after that, with my three-day freshie,
0: um, I
1: got six right now. All I'm thinking about is fucking sperm in your mouth.
0: (laughs) You've heard it here first,
1: guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I had to wait, I think it was like two weeks before I had my blood test. But of course I tested on pregnancy tests before because I'm fucking addicted to those things oh. and it was negative. So I was expecting to get negative results and the nurse called me, said, unfortunately it didn't work, blah, blah, blah. Got it. So then we Dude, went Is in this t- the one, did you start, you got your period before she yes. even called? I remember because- yes. So that's what they normally do. So they'll test out a day after your period's due. So usually um, you'll get your period before the hand anyway. Yeah. So then I had to wait for that period to go through before I started my next cycle a month after that. Yeah. And that was gonna be my fresh um sorry, no my five day frozen. Mm-hmm. So with a frozen IVF cycle for me, um, it was more just about the I'm so bad at pronouncing this word, progesterone. Progest Progesterone. progesterone? Oh, progesterone? Whatever it is. You know Basically, you know the more <laughs> <laughs> and basically I had to put a, um, a gel up my vagina. Mm, fun yep, days, Yeah, that's fun. And then,
0: uh, <laughs> a, a bullet up my bum.
1: That sounds so bad. Bullet up your ass. It, it was basically, it's just like a little, um, oil bullet shape.
0: And you shelved tablet. it.
1: Yeah, I did. Apparently it's better up the bum. <laughs> And it's less messy, although you do have to be quite cautious of if you need to fart too soon after. Oh yes, mm. squirties!
0: Oh my god! <laughs> and then you like, damn it! Yeah. Do you have to try and put another one up there?
1: Oh no, I don't think
0: so. I didn't. I
1: didn't even think to. But anyway, oh god. so you have to do that for after your last um, after your period, before you go to having your other embryo implanted. And so usually they line it up around when you're, you know, due to ovulate. I think that's how it works, something like that, around that time. Yeah, it would have been around that time. And then after a five-day embryo, you can obviously start testing a lot sooner. And with me, I oh, believe yep. it was around seven days. I think it was around seven days. Um, I got a positive pregnancy test mm. and that turned out to be a positive pregnancy. And then I think it was like two weeks after, I think uh-huh. it was about two weeks after that. Yeah. I had a miscarriage at six weeks and one day, which was quite traumatic. I, I had my miscarriage at home and it was just brutal. Like I was in labor. I was in full blown labor. Oh, so fucked. Mm, it was terrible. And my boys were home and like, they were so good about it because I'm like, "Mummy's not feeling too well just sit on the bed, watch the movie. And I was just in and out of the shower because there was fucking blood everywhere. And I was in and out of the shower to the toilet and just trying to process. And I literally held it in my hand. Mm.
0: Well, there's a photo. There's actually, because you did Mm. an article, because you were saying that what you hated going through that experience was that there was nothing on the internet that you could um Find that had pictures of like what it was that it could. I mean, that's what we do. It's like when you're bloody pregnant or whatever it is, and Mm -hmm. you're sitting there googling literally everything Mm -hmm. under the sun just so you can even find someone who's experienced what you've experienced. Or like visuals, eh? Yes, visual girl. You definitely visuals for everything. So yeah, same.
1: I was looking through and I was like, "Is this clot normal? Like, is like what Mm. happens with miscarriage?" And like, it's not my first miscarriage. I've had two prior to this. So yeah, even though it was basically the same thing. It was still new at the moment, if that yeah. makes sense. Oh, my God, yeah. it was yeah. this baby. It wasn't that baby. Um, so, yeah, it was quite hard. And my body was just pushing, naturally pushing out everything that it could. And it was pushing all of my uterine lining, mm. everything that was holding on to that baby. Mm. So then... <laughs> From then, I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going again. I'm going again. Like, I want this baby so bad. Yeah. And so we went smack bang into another cycle in January. So I had the miscarriage at the beginning of December. Yeah. And then I started my first injection on the 1st of January 2020. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And I even had the nurses come to me and they're like, do you want some counselling? And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually pretty fine. Like I've been through this before. I'm pretty open-minded to it. It obviously just wasn't meant to be.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I had another nurse come to me and she was like, "I was really surprised that you went so early. Like, are you sure everything's okay?" I'm like, "Yeah. I'm just very open to it all. Like, mm. it is what it is. I'm I I had my 3 days to grieve. Yeah. And I just didn't want to stay in that dark place, you know? It happened. Yeah. But I just I had to move on to keep trying. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course it's sad.
0: Of course oh it's my God. sad.
1: But like, I just, personally, I don't, I hate being depressed, you mm. know? So I just wanted to uplift myself and look, have something to look forward to.
0: Well, I guess right then in that moment you had the decision, you, like, you got to choose whether or not you stayed in that mm-hmm. sadness or you continued. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And it was hard
1: because Tony wasn't there. Yeah, that would have been really hard. Yeah,
0: that was brutal. But
1: I, you know, shit happens, unfortunately. And Tony's away, you know, 75% of the time. So, of course, stuff happens when he's away. But, yeah, it sucks. But it happened.
0: Mm. Fuck. Mm.
1: But then from there. 1st of January. 1st of January. Yeah. I did my first needle and this was a short cycle. So I didn't have to do the nasal spray because a nasal spray that I did in my very, very first cycle, or second cycle, I think I did it in the second cycle too, shit house. It oh. like makes you real foggy in the head. It makes your nose itch. It goes down the back of your throat like you've taken drugs. It's. Yeah, just going <laughs> to I don't, don't know if I should like... say that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was allowed to say that. Um, and
1: yeah, so I was doing bemphola needles um, up until day five and
0: then on day five. Are they the ones that you put into your belly? In my
1: belly, yeah. And then I started another needle on day five. So I was taking two in the morning. Excuse me. I think that was called, I'm so bad at pronouncing it, agralanthin? <laughs> orangutan.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I do not I can't can remember. kind of have an understanding I, yeah. of like the sort of <laughs> like letters that are involved. They sting.
1: They sting. Oh. I was pre-warned about those ones and it felt like my first three I think were like bee stings but then I kind of knew a little trick to put the ice on after I pull the needle out. Oh my god. Going in they don't actually hurt and this is something that people ask me all the time is do they hurt and you know what i pushed it up so high thinking that it was going to hurt and yeah. I did it and I didn't even feel it. Oh. Didn't even feel it. Yeah. Although my skin was bouncing because I was using the alcohol wipes too quickly. Before No, I was using, I was taking the needles too quickly after I put the alcohol wipe on, which I didn't know. Alcohol wipes actually like make your skin tighter. Never knew that.
0: Oh my God, maybe I can so put like- some on my vagina. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like I was pinching my skin, which I was told to, but the needles were bouncing off my skin. So then I had to stretch my skin out to put it in and it just seemed to work better that way. Yeah. Um, and then from there I had my egg retrieval, which I'm still kind of embarrassed about because when I went into my egg retrieval, people find it quite amazing that I did it awake, but I wouldn't really say I was 100% awake. I was definitely off with the fairies because not only did I suck off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. They allowed that in the theater. <laughs> Seems like a weird sort of pain relief, Um. (laughs) like a distraction. (laughs) I thought Tony was away.
1: (laughs) Suck one whistle. I actually went for another one. Oh, it's two whizzies.
0: (laughs) Double whiz. My green whistles,
1: (laughs) which I don't know if that's any better. But yeah, so I had two green whistles, which I really should have. What's in them? I don't fucking know but I'm like, I why did they give as it high as a kite seriously I I could still feel stuff but yeah. I was totally off with the fairies like oh God, I was so in fun. another world don't remember the stuff that sh- the nurse was saying to me. So, anyway, I went in for my egg retrieval. <laughs> I was really nervous. I was actually exceptionally nervous this day because I knew what to expect this time. It's like, you know, when you go to have a second baby and you're like, oh, I yeah. I know how painful it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking shitting, my, shitting myself because yeah, yeah, I yeah. know what I'm going to have, like, what, what's going to happen this time. Book
0: me in, cut me open. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so, so, just also, when, so the egg retrieval, what do they. Like, do they literally? How do they do it?
1: Okay, yeah, so when I got into the room, they lay down, they put you in stirrups, and they put that duck bill inside. You know when Uh-oh. you have a pap smear? You have yeah, the, yeah, I know the back. duck
0: quite well.
1: <laughs> they wind it up and make yeah. it very open. Um, and then what they do is they don't go through your cervix to your uterus to your tubes. They don't do that. They get a needle.
0: Oh, I'm already feeling <laughs> And it
1: goes straight through your vagina wall. So I know we're talking, so I'm going to try the best I can to describe this. Because to me, I'm it, like,
0: what other ways? <laughs>
1: they go on an angle. So Ooh. they go on the angle to your ovaries. Oh, so you can imagine sense. that goes in your vagina to the side, over to your ovaries, straight through that area. And what they do is they kind of weave through all the follicles to go inside them and pull out the eggs. And then once they're done with like the left side, they move that needle out and go to the oh, right side. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds so, so fucked. Like if I was to ever do it again, I definitely will be going under. Um, Because, well, one... I was suggesting it from my nurse because of the state <laughs> I was in. Um, we actually had to stop because I was so distraught, apparently. I was really oh. upset. I was moving around and she said it became a bit of a risk because you were moving so much, but also because I was trying to take photos. <laughs> You're
0: like, oh, but I was saying so it. <laughs> Smile! Who or
1: what I was trying to take photos of, I actually don't want to know the answer. But... <laughs> For that reason, but also it's very uncomfortable. And oh. like we only did it for the money factor. It was mm. cheaper to do it awake. Um, but I will definitely save my pennies next time because <laughs> I, you know, I've done it twice now. I don't need to do it a third time that way. But yeah, so then that's what happens with the egg retrieval. And then straight after that, it's like the same process as my first um, stim cycle. I had to wait three days, which was only, was it yesterday or the day before? Um And then I got my embryo put in. Through a transfer. And how do you want to tell you what a transfer is? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, kind of like the same thing, just no needles. But what they do is, once again, put you in stirrups, put the duck bill in, open you up. They try and find your cervix. Now, I have a stubborn as fuck cervix. And it actually took two nurses. This is what makes me think that my prolapse or my insides might be a major cause for my infertility because just the way that they struggled to even find my cervix, it was tucked under. So, you can imagine if you're having sex, the sperm are just like bouncing off the side (laughs) of your uterus. Like The nurses gonna, can't
0: find it. What, like, exa- how, how the is little sperm is supposed to be like, where the yes. fuck is this next where hole are we? supposed to where take? Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> I just keep yeah. hitting a wall, like me trying to play a video game or something.
1: So then it took them ages. I had to put a blanket under my bum so my um, pelvis was tilted. Um, a second nurse came in to do it. And you'd wonder, how does a person lose a cervix? Well, exactly right. And (laughs) I was losing my shit because at this point my bed was fully backwards. So I was laying (laughs) vagina up, head down, and I had three women just like talking to my vagina. And it was the most, I couldn't stop laughing, especially because the scientist who I'd never met before, she was like giving me like these straight as smiles. And I was like... This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Everyone is so serious in here. And here I am playing hide and seek with my uterus. Like, seriously, it was just like, sorry, not my uterus, my cervix.
0: I just, oh, I keep forgetting I'm wearing mascara. No, I haven't rubbed it off. Oh, still I'm amazing. just so not
1: used to wearing makeup. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they finally found it. And then what they do is they get a catheter and they put it in your cervix, up into your uterus, and it stays there. That Now, there's no pain relief needed in this. For mine... This time it was not
0: painful. My last one was very uncomfortable. Do you think it's just because your level or your idea of pain has changed? Off
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: 100%. Like, yeah, I, I can take it.
1: Like someone could shove an entire arm but up But I will there. say this was nothing. Like this was nothing. I didn't even know half the time what they were doing. I was just watching it up on the ultrasound screen. So then they put the catheter in and then there's a scientist in another room and she brings out like a little rod with your um, embryo inside it with fluid. She has to mark off your name and say, are you blah, 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 what's your date of birth and your husband as well. So they know. Oh, my God. Imagine the right.
0: getting the wrong fucking sperm in there or the wrong baby <laughs> yeah. in there. I know. <laughs> Come so, why is my baby black? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, in my case, it would be fine. But oh, yeah, true. <laughs> why be, is my like, baby stoked? <laughs> Very white and got red hair. <laughs> like my baby. Red, I would be white.
1: Like... <laughs> um, but then, so she brings it over, she puts it through the catheter and they push it in and the fluid goes into your uterus. Now with all the drugs I've been taking with, um, like the progesterone oh, creams yep, and yep, stuff, yep. it makes a thick, fluffy uterine lining. Oh, no! So, <laughs> so the embryo, the plan is for the embryo to lodge, implant and grow. And continue to grow, obviously. Yeah. And then after that, they pull the rod out. Before they take the catheter out, the scientist goes into the other room, puts it under the microscope and makes sure that the embryo is well and truly out of it. And then we're good to go. Pull the catheter out, close your legs, and you're done. And you can walk off and go to the toilet straight after because it's so high up in there.
0: Mm. Are you still kind of like afraid to do it?
1: No, no. I went to the toilet straight after. Oh. I'm like a pro now. Yeah. <laughs> you would be
0: You're like, I can still piss yeah. right after yeah. I've had my fucking like egg my embryo put out yeah. there.
1: Well even after you have your egg pickup, up, um, you have to wee straight after they make you wee to make uh-huh. sure you can. And it wasn't painful. Wasn't painful at all. Obviously, we comes from a different hole, so <laughs> it
0: makes a difference. But <laughs> if you didn't know that. <laughs> well, we have quite a few down there. <laughs> Jesus, we're not going into that. <laughs> it's for a different podcast. <laughs> so
1: yeah, that's basically IVF in a nutshell for me.
0: And so now you're pregnant until proven otherwise, yes, now, aren't Yeah, so you? that's
1: what they call it. They call it PUPO, so P-U-P-O, pregnant until proven otherwise. Um and yeah, so I have a little embryo inside me at the moment.
0: Oh my god, that's so. Mm.
1: So technically, it'd be about five days today. Yeah. So it it goes like any kind of conception, you know. So I would technically only be five days pregnant. Do you know what I mean?
0: So like I'll get post-sex. it post sex. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. Hmm. That's so. So when do you? When will they tell you whether or not it? In two weeks. Yeah.
1: Oh no, not even two weeks. The 29th. So what's the date today? 18th. The eighteenth.
0: Yeah. So 11 it's days. my birthday yeah. in, in a few days. But anyway, that's also for another whole podcast. why <laughs> already, we get it, Michaela. It's your birthday yeah. on Tuesday, specifically the twenty first of January. Um, this podcast will be out. Way yeah, I know, don't. Why am I even bothering telling anyone? Oh, my God. I'm next year. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're your listening to this, bitches. still send me a happy birthday <laughs> message. <laughs> um, so that is just so, so fucking involved. It is. It is. And how, like, I know you mentioned this the other day. Someone asked you how much you've spent so far in IVF. Mm-hmm. And it's quite, it's like. It's a lot. It's heaps. Mm,
1: so. I don't have like a specific figure on just IVF, but in the four years we've been trying to conceive, we've reached 20000 Jesus Christ. But that's nothing compared to some. Like some people, it costs 20000 just to do one round. Oh, my like, God. Like we are, like in the scheme of things, we're very lucky. We're yeah. one of the lucky ones. Some people can't do bulk build IVF because they need a customized plan. Like Tony's cousin, for instance, um, his in a wheelchair and they need to do a customized plan for the sperm and all different other things. Like they don't get a choice. They have to pay the more, you know, I'm Mm. lucky in that respect that I don't have to. So yeah, it could be worse. It could be worse.
0: What would you say to someone who is like about to start the process or has been trying and has no answers? Mm -hmm. What would your advice be to them? Oh, it's so hard because everyone processes
1: things so differently. I would just say, give time to yourself. It's so important because you'll have so many opinions, so much advice, Mm. and it's very overwhelming, extremely overwhelming. Take what you want, throw out what you don't need, um and just give time to yourself and cry. I say this a lot. Allow yourself to cry. Mm. Don't bottle it in. If you're just about to start IVF or you've been doing IVF for a while, please tell people. People just want to love you and want to help you and you need that support around you. IVF can be extremely isolating. And, look, this is coming from someone who already has kids. For people that are doing IVF for the first time and don't have any other children, I couldn't imagine how hard that would be for you yeah. or them. Um you need support around you. Obviously, having a supportive partner is amazing, but sometimes you need the girlfriends to just be able to talk to and vent and mm-hmm. say how hard it is. Um, so give yourself time, cry and get support.
0: Yeah, definitely. Or follow me
1: and I'll be your support.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At Everyday <Yeah>. 501. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, I get... And, I know another blog that you've, you've touched on, like you've written before. And another thing to touch on is how to be a support for, and I guess like Mm. you can't expect the people around you to understand or be a support to you Mm. if they don't know what's even going on. And like, there's so many things like, I know for sure I've said things sometimes or made comments or spoken about my kids or whatever, not recognizing who I'm around and what they're going through. And it's so hard to find that balance of like.
1: I get that. But sometimes like, God, when I have my baby, I'll be complaining that it's hard as well. Yeah. So like I get that people try to be guarded. I would rather you not be guarded. I would Mm. rather you just be yourself around me and be honest. Like I fucking get it. It's hard being a mom. It's hard having babies. Um. But that's your story and this is my story. And my story isn't your fault, so why should you have to change for it? You know what I mean? So, like, I know people are trying to be guarded, but I just say respectfully. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if there's... Some things don't need to be said. Yeah. You know? And if you say it, just say it differently. And I'm talking about, like, offensive things, like... I saw a post the other day, a lady has been trying to conceive for ages and one of her friends messaged her and said, um, my inconvenience of children, of a child. And it took her, it really hurt her. Mm. It was something that wasn't necessary to be said, Yeah, you know? So like, if you're saying you're having a hard day, I get it. I want to hear that because I want to be your support too. For those, Yeah. Reasons. Yeah. Um, but it can be hard hearing that people are pregnant totally get yeah. it Yeah, it'll be hard. Um, but most of the time we're just happy for you, you know? Like when you, you see a pregnancy announcement, like that can't, your pregnancy announcement's not going to change me from not falling pregnant or falling pregnant, you know what I mean?
0: Like it's yep. just
1: life, it really is. And I know there'll be my time and everyone will be happy for me as well. So, yeah.
0: And I guess it's one of those things like, like just because it, it hurts to see, Mm. like, at the same time, you'd be probably hurt even more if someone, say, didn't, wasn't truthfully themselves or didn't tell you something because they were, because, like, I can only imagine, like, that there's no way that it wouldn't hurt, Mm. you know? Like, if you've been trying for a million years and, like, someone next to you just slips up and accidentally, like, you know, falls on some fucking, like, disgusting club floor and falls pregnant, Mm. you'd be, like... Oh, that's nice. But, like, and, like, despite how happy you are for another person, you can still fucking hurt.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm not going to make it a thing, you know? Like, yeah. I'll have my little moment and I'll get over it. Like, I think it's just a different kind of, you know, perspective. Yeah. You know? And also, like, uh, not being invited, like, being shadowed from people's good news as well. So people not telling me things or yeah. not being invited to baby showers and all that kind of stuff. Like it's not necessary. Like I'm just happy for people. I really am.
0: And if it triggered you so much or it was too much for you, I'm sure that you would just decline, not go. Exactly. Yeah. I think it hurts more
1: not being told.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, And there were some things when you did write that blog. What are like some things about how to be, um, what was it? It was like just things not to say to someone. (laughs) And so there were some like specific things. Do you remember exactly what they were? Because I know I shared it around.
1: Um, Relax. Let's talk about that one when people tell you to relax.
0: Oh, really? Really?
1: Of course I'm not relaxed. Like in I've been what? trying to conceive for four fucking years. <laughs> like, people just say, oh, relax, it'll happen. Oh, yeah, and that I kind I of that. relax.
0: I get what you I, mean.
1: I get that. Of course it's going to happen. Just
0: stop thinking about it and then it will just happen with that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. Surely you just yeah. want to be like, do you want to fucking sit in a cactus? Because yeah. I will put one up there for you. Eat this, drink this, sniff this,
1: shelf this. Like, seriously, I have been given... That many tips and tricks on how to conceive a child, it's not funny.
0: Did um, you just know if you just drank, like, apple cider vinegar every oh, yeah. day and just ate some coconut yeah. oil, you actually would fall pregnant fine. fine. Really? <laughs> God, I, don't myself, I don't know why, why like, you've so.
1: been trying what <laughs> <I don't... laughs> <laughs> I'm here for. Oh, there's, and I totally get that. People mean the, yeah, you know, they, what's that word? Their Mind intention is is,
0: is good. good, yeah.
1: But it gets a bit old when you've heard it for, like... So many years now. But totally. And I just say, Oh, thank you so much. You know, (laughs) it's very nice of you. (laughs) Thank you so much. But I'm not interested. Exactly. Um Yeah, so there was that one. There was (laughs) okay, so I did write one saying that you're pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it is hard for women. Um, but I did just say say it nicely. You know, even if it's by text message, maybe face-to-face might be too hard for the person. Yeah, So about so, how you announce it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's like a best friend or, you know, a close relative or someone that you know that's really struggling, just maybe send them a text message instead of saying it in front of all your friends and family in front of their face, you know?
0: Give like, you the moment to process it.
1: Exactly. Because yeah. it, it can be quite damaging. Oh, it can be quite damaging for a lot of women. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at all you girls. All of our group chat were popping out babies left, right and centre. Oh. But I was so happy. Like, I was so fucking happy oh. for all of you because I know my time will come. And then all you bitches are going to be whinging
0: and screaming that your toddlers are running around. I'm like,
1: I got a cute little newborn. Oh my God, yeah, you'll
0: have this perfect <laughs> little newborn. I'll yes. be just sniffing it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marley will probably just be biting it. to get him a fucking muzzle. Oh,
1: God, yeah. And then my best friend had twins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So, 2019, I had over 20, I think it was almost close to 30, women around me that were pregnant and having babies, and it was fucking insane. It was insane. Two of my sister-in-laws, my best friend, all you girls. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. But... There was never a point that I was angry, you know. There was maybe a bit of jealousy, yeah, definitely. I would love to have a baby so bad, yeah. It wasn't like a
0: fuck them, yeah. It was never no, yeah, yeah,
1: ever because that's your life and this is my life and that's just how it is. So, yeah,
0: that would be, yeah, because I always think that like that would be so hard to see babies. And I mean, I guess like as you've said, the fact that you already have kids. Probably, And it would make you say if someone is whinging about their kid being a douchebag, like, oh, my God, today is just fucked because my baby's doing this, 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 and this. Mm. Because you've had kids, you get what kids are like. You know, kids are douchebags sometimes. So you'd be like, oh, my God. But I can imagine someone who maybe hasn't had children Mm -hmm. before would struggle to listen to that because before you have a parent, you're like, (laughs) you don't know. You have no idea. No,
1: but it would be so hard to hear that. Yeah, if I didn't have two kids before this, I'm sure I would have lost a lot of friends.
0: <laughs> so it's interesting that like what you were saying before about one of the like the best piece of advice that you can give is to let people know mm. because you are also saving hopefully the people around you from saying something. That they, like, their intention would never be to hurt you or would never, or if they were aware of what you were going through, they would know to speak differently or tread lightly or use different words, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Being able to share, yeah, let people know. It's yeah. kind of like I don't understand the whole waiting till 12 weeks to let oh, people know you're pregnant. A, I fucking hate that. Both.
1: I let people know when I was pregnant last year at literally four weeks. Yeah. I That was my blood test results. And yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm way too fucking excited. There's a heartbeat. Yeah. I'm sharing it with the world. I'm so happy. Unfortunately, it did end in a miscarriage. And, look, I, you know, a lot of people wait to 12 weeks because the risk of miscarriage, but I'm not ashamed of my miscarriage. I was more than happy to share it because you know what? I got so much fucking support and I think that's why I was coping better than ever because I had so much love support around me and I was okay.
0: Because you weren't doing it on your own. This is what I find so crazy because like if you don't tell people that you're pregnant, but then you do have a miscarriage, you... It's still a secret that you have to keep. Either you then have to tell people that you've not only been pregnant but you're now miscarrying. Mm-hmm. You like that's it's either that option or you keep it to yourself, From which the I like t- lowest
1: of lows. like oh. you can't go through that alone.
0: Yes, you that's can't. what I think like mm-hmm. the as you said there is so much healing in sharing, which is mm-hmm. why like do you feel like that is what has made this journey not Easy, no, but, easier, but easier, but like
1: definitely easier. I said this the other day. I honestly think it's been so much easier because of this platform that's been created. Like honestly, I, I don't think I would have been able to go as far as I already have. Yeah, because D- I've just got so much love and support around me.
0: Yes, mm, and, and like not doing it alone, and you've got people that I'm sure, like you have, so many people following you that are going through the same thing or have mm. been through it before or whatever it is. Mm. And you know, I know for me, I, l- I've feel the same about sharing and being real and being honest because Something that you share, someone else might go, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that I've been going through the same thing. Or like you might be feeling shit and someone mm-hmm. goes, I've been through that. I fully get it. And all of a sudden you're not alone. You're and with someone. Yes. It's mm-hmm. not in your head anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not holding it all in your body. You're not holding it all in your head. You're not creating this like torture chamber for yourself in your mind. Absolutely.
1: Look <laughs> at my schwarty hands. <hinge. laughs> well, I know this is a little slightly off topic, but this morning I posted on my Instagram of me driving here and mm. talking about how I get really bad anxiety on the roads. Yeah. And I've had two women message me this morning and said, I thought I was the only person that had that. Yeah. So knowing that you're not the only one going through this is such a comforting feeling. That, mm. you know, you're not alone. People go through this shit. So you're not the only one. All right.
0: <laughs> and we think that there's something wrong with us, I guess. Oh, like,
1: of course, you feel like you're foreign. You don't, yes. you don't know
0: yeah, you feel like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I get I'm it. I'm so embarrassed to tell people about this because I'm probably the only person and, you yeah, know, yeah. like... and
1: But you're not alone, bitch. Like, yeah, I know. People are. You ain't
0: that fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, put your ego away. Yeah. You're not on your fucking own. We've all, we all, like, feel that shit yeah. sometimes.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And sometimes I feel like as soon as it comes out of my mouth... It's like a release off my shoulders, you know, like the stress is just like coming out with the words. So I share, I share because it's my therapy. Like sharing openly is my therapy. It really is. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. I encourage so many more people to do it because I feel Mm. like the more people that do it and everyone resonates with different people as Mm -hmm. well. Like you might not be everyone's cup of tea. Oh God, no. (laughs) (laughs) I know I for sure. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Some people find me really, um, like I swear too much and stuff. Really? Yeah, oh I know. God. I don't know. I didn't
1: even notice because I swear so fucking
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember what someone said one time. Not, I'm not a very like lovely girl or something. Like I'm not very ladylike, and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, good, thanks for the compliment. Now fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh <God>. Um, but <laughs> why was I even saying that? But like someone else who is showing their story might resonate amazingly for another person, you know, and the more that we share and the more real that we are, like I just remember being a young teenage girl just going like, what is wrong with me? Why... Like, what is discharge? Is this normal? What is Mm. this? What are pubes? What are vaginas? What does Mm. period mean? What? So many questions that had no answers to them. And I was too afraid to ask them. And I was too afraid to talk to someone else about them or other women. And because no one was talking about that Mm. shit, we just read Cosmo and stuff. And it was like, (laughs) you know, I was just reading like the the sealed section of Dolly Doctor. And it was like... (laughs) You know, can I get pregnant from humping a pillow or yeah. something? And I was like, oh, fearful, thank God. But then, at the same time, I'm sitting there, people going like, what a fucking idiot. But I'm like, oh, that is fucking good to know. Like, like, I'll remember that one later. Yeah. <laughs> that just in case. Yeah. So, just I know you've tried condoms. everything, yeah. but don't try that. Apparently, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I just like, I actually think, <laughs> but you know, even our parents my mum was actually quite open, but only to the degree of like, not, not as open as I am or like, you know, and oh, her same. mum before that said fucking nothing, yeah, you know, like same. Same. it was all just shame, 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 Don't yeah. share. Keep it all to yourself. Just be ladylike, be polite, say what you need to say, say what people want you to say. mm mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's so fucked. I can't wait to change that. I can't wait for our kids just to be, like, saying everything.
1: Yeah, Yeah, just being so brutally honest about everything. Yes.
0: Everybody, I got my period. Oh, my God. I'm having in my household – when Maddie gets her period, we're all having a party yep, and we're like having I'll a little come. ritual. Everything, yes. Everyone come over. It's like all red things. Yeah, I'll bring
1: red wine. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Not that She'll probably be out of drink. To be honest, I got my period when I was
0: 12. Same. Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: I was at so young.
0: Wet and Wild. No. The first time I got my period, I had to put a tampon in. What? And Your it was vagina. so funny. I was like, and it was at a birthday party, so my mum wasn't there. Oh. So I had to get a tampon. My wasn't home either.
1: I had to get one of the neighbours to bring over a pads, and she had to like make up. Oh, here's some clothes for you, because my my mum was over. Where was my mum? She was out in the army on something or other. Anyway, I'm just like totally taking away your story. No, yeah, I was at home with my dad. Oh, kind of brutal, eh?
0: It's Mm. so like, and and thankfully I knew quite a bit of I knew a bit about periods because mum had sort of given me like the. Really?
1: Nothing. I had no idea what was going on with what? my vagina. No idea. You would have
0: thought you were dying,
1: basically.
0: <laughs> as if you, if you didn't know, and all of a sudden you bled as much as you do when you get your period, you'd be yeah. like, "Well, this is fucking it. Yeah, goodbye world." <laughs> see you, Mum. This you was again. not the way that I thought I was gonna <laughs> go. <laughs> How weird! What a weird thing. Yeah. I like. That's why I just yeah, because I got mine and of Wet and Wild, and I just remember having to borrow a tampon from the mum of the girls whose birthday party was. So it was like she'd had four fucking kids. So it was the size of a ship. (laughs) So (laughs) poor me and my little vagina that had never been touched in its life and I've got this fucking mattress that I have to somehow try and fucking (laughs) shove up it. And I just remember my friends outside the toilet and I'm older than all my friends because my birthday's at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. We <laughs> know. Yes, Michaela, we know. Uh, um, <laughs> such a bloody aquarium. and so, like, <laughs> so no, none of them had had their period, and I was like, they were just like, oh, my big sister said that you need to like point it towards your back and like I'm just up here with like my leg up on something and they're all outside going do this and I'm like it's not going up and they're like I don't know try and open it or something oh. and anyway it basically it fell out of course yeah. oh, because oh, no. you know you can't fit a mattress up you know fucking pee hole or something <laughs> you know it just doesn't work <laughs> so that was my period experience but I would have loved just like to have to be growing up Just everything is normal. There's Mm -hmm. no shame. Everyone knows everything. Like, men, I say to Chris, I'm like, sit down. We're having a conversation about periods. I'm going to tell you everything, every single little detail. I have a menstruation calendar, and it's for both of us. I'm like, this is not mine. (laughs) This is our period. Oh, there's,
1: like, no shame with Tony anymore. I tell him every color it is, especially after, like, the miscarriage, like – there is no shame. Honestly, I've had, oh, I said this to the nurses, I'm like, I've had more women look at my vagina in the last couple of months than my own husband has looked at my <laughs> vagina. So you know what? I have no shame about anything. I am so happy to talk openly. The other day, what, what did Ray say? Mom, what's in your undies? Why do you wear them? I was like, well, <laughs> well,
0: Ray. Sit down, my children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wear, I take these pessaries because we're trying to make a baby and what they do is it, what goes up must come down. <laughs> And that's why mummy needs to wear nappies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> These special nappy yeah. undies.
1: And then like the other day, so after I had my miscarriage, well, they saw the blood. So yeah. they were there when I had the miscarriage. And I was like, I wasn't scared. I was scared, but I wasn't scared to share it with the boys because yeah. I wanted them to see. It. And they could see by looking at me that I wasn't hurting really bad. Mm. Um, I was still talking to them. I was trying really hard. Um but I wanted them to be open to what just happened. And I told them, I was like, unfortunately, guys, we just lost the baby. And they're like, where? I was like, here. And I showed oh. them. And like, it wasn't something that I was going to hide because I want to be so open yes. with my kids. Because I grew up in an army family and everything was very, mm-mm-mm-mm. like, you know, I didn't know much about periods, not much about sex, not much about all those things. Um That's why I'm so open. I'm just getting it out of my system.
0: (laughs) You're like, man, I have been a fucking closed bot for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) The doors are opening and they're not closing ever.
1: I'll just scream it to anyone who wants to listen, basically. (laughs) Um, And so that's why I want to be with the boys. Like,
0: yeah,
1: Ray, uh, not Ray, Mac. The other day was like, "Mom, why do your wee wee look different?" And I'm like, "Because I'm a girl, and you're a boy." And so we call it wee wee like oh your vagina I, yeah so we call it wee wee because you wee out of it oh yeah, i was like, like yeah. i thought
0: you meant your wee <laughs> no. i was like are you it's comparing piss? i don't think it has anything to do with your vagina and whether you got a <laughs> penis or vagina I'm it's like,
1: just what we call it like we just call it a wee wee a wee wee yeah okay we both have wee wees and that's probably why i've just like mistaken my child thinking that we all had the same wee wee but we don't but i was yeah anyway it was a really bad example um <laughs> and i was trying to tell him you should have seen the conversation we had when I was trying to explain where Ray was born and where Mac was born so Ray was a cesarean I was like you came out of my tummy Ray and Mac you came out of my wee wee he goes oh why didn't we come out of your wee wee (laughs) why couldn't I have come out of your tummy (laughs) I was so upset about it I actually had to tell him okay you came out of my belly too oh really seriously he was so distraught about it so distraught. Oh my god, that's and, so uh, funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm open with my kids because I want them to be open with me when they're. Yes. Older, you know. So that's that's what I want.
0: That's. What oh, I, want. I think that's what we should all want. I think, like, I know for me, that's my aim as well is just to create a non judgmental, safe space. You mm. know, like that's what we need. That's what we crave. That's what children need. Is mm. they need a safe space where they can be them, they can make mistakes, they can ask questions. There's not these like taboo things that Mm -hmm. are, you know, like for them just to somehow discover on their own and Mm -hmm. like, you know, like I don't want my kids having sex for the first time and being like, I don't fucking know anything about this or like where does it go? What (laughs) happens? What is this? this He wants to do it. I guess I'll just do it. Like (laughs) fuck no. Yeah, exactly. I I want to have those conversations. I want them to come up to me and be like, mum, I think I'm going to have sex. I'll be like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pop the champagne for yeah. mummy, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think the open, the better.
0: Yeah, you know. I agree. This has taken such a segue, but <laughs>
1: I, know. I feel like my this middle name just, should be Segway. <laughs> this is just us in conversation. Normally. Yeah. Anyway, this is all the shit we talk about.
0: But oh, I feel like we have to wrap it up because yeah. I have not even been looking at the time. Uh, Looks like we started was- on
1: 18, 18 minutes.
0: Oh, I'm like, is that 10 hours? <laughs> that went an hour and 33. <laughs> yeah. We've Holy been here for fuck. a while. <laughs> a while. Yeah, sorry, sorry Chris. Chewing,
1: no. chewing your ear off. Sorry,
0: um, <laughs> with both the kids. <laughs> sorry, but not even oh, a little bit sorry. I
1: thought you were saying sorry, Chris, to me. I was like, hey, I'm Bron.
0: <laughs> been here the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Don't have my glasses on. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming in and for just awesome. sharing – just not with just me and with us and everyone, but the whole world, mm. whoever's willing to hear, <laughs> yeah. whoever wants to hear, thank you for sharing yourself That's and awesome. your strength and y- y- just your ability to fucking like you message me when you were miscarrying. And mm. then like you will. And then a week later you're like, yeah, I'm going to get. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. Like you blow <laughs> my brain to pieces, but. I think it is like, because you do, as you say, like cry, share, mm. let it out because you've released it. Mm-hmm. You don't ha- you're not dwelling on anything because you're releasing it at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's like something we can all take away from this, whether you're going mm. through IVF or you're going through anything, like just to be able to be honest, release those emotions, let it all out and just get the fuck out of your head. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why yeah. just don't torture yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't hold, hold it in. Hold it in. Mm. Um, and yeah, find the, that support around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You're a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming in. Mm-hmm. I know. I, love you. I just <laughs> started this. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to find Bron, if you're not already following her, do it. Um, she is at everyday.fifo.wife. No more dots. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> and you also have a website. Yeah. um, www. www, www. (laughs) just had a stroke. Yeah.
1: www.everydayfifowife.com.au.
0: Nice and easy. Yeah. And if you want that again, it's everyday, (laughs) FIFO wife. Dot com. Dot com. Dot au. <laughs> Thanks season so much, Bron, <laughs> for coming in. Um, make sure that you like, subscribe, review, say nice things. I don't know, all that kind of stuff. It helps this podcast out a lot. Tell all your friends about it. And um, if you do that, I have nothing for you but lots of love yeah. and appreciation. <laughs> we will see you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: Please Ask Mickey is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, hosted, and produced by Michaela Burnett. Check out pleaseaskmickey.com Editorial support from Julia Foskey, executive producers Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio stories, check out hit.com.au.